Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is Carlo. And today we have, uh, well, we have my usual intrepid co-host, Kurt. Rootin', hey, Kurt. tootin', and rebootin'. Oh, all right. <laughs> as long as you're not like Black Bart, I think you're fine. <laughs> um, and returning champ, Pete. Pete, I, how I, you doing, man? Good, but I'm not doing any of those things that Kurt is doing. But I am. You're I'm, not rooting, I'm, tooting, or rebooting. Correct, but I am living my best life. All right, because you know I, I'm I'm an atheist, and you'll get one. So by definition, <laughs> hey, <ooh. laughs> the the best of all possible Pete's. Exactly, man. There you go, Pete Glossian, if you will. <laughs> Pete Prime. <laughs> wait till wait till we get like a multiverse Pete that needs to kill this Pete to become even more powerful. Oh yes. Well, you know, honestly, if he if he took the trouble to explain it to me, that's kind of cool. I might be down. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, did I ever tell you? Like, I, I forget if I mentioned this to you before, but so there's a there's an anecdote, and I might be repeating myself as well. So fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. This is a this is this is just good vibes on this episode. So, in any case, like I I only remember this because it was sort of like told to my dad, who by now has retold it to me several times. But it is very very funny in a very particular Carlo sort of way. When I went into middle school, there was like a guy who was basically he, he they hadn't. They hadn't really figured out how to age him out of middle school yet. Sure. Like he was like, I think he was like 15. <laughs> he was still like in sixth grade. So when when I showed up, like he made like he was obviously the bully because he's the gigantor kid that's still in class. <laughs> he's like he's got like a full time job and he only comes in on his days <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Except he's dressed uh, <laughs> and looks exactly like, you know, one of the uh, ACDC uh, band members, yes. you know, like yes. short shorts and you know all that stuff. No, no, he didn't dress like that. But uh, he, he was definitely like a badass. And so he was going down and I guess he he's intimidating the new tiny fifth graders, <laughs> myself included. And uh, he comes up to me and he gets up in my face and says, you know. I could kick your ass. And he like tries to get up in my face. I'm like, just looking at him and going like, sort of look him up and down and go like, yeah, you, <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> and, and it was just like, apparently that just sort of like completely deflated. 
Just like sort of like, it's, what's what's going on? <laughs> that I'm is getting both neither, true. Neither, yes, I'm getting neither a fear response nor a fight response. What is this? The true fact stated. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, Grade school I mean, bully. Like, what, it wasn't like it was new information to you. I mean, you were you you know you you just gotten out of grade school. Everybody could kick your ass at that point. You know <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was just like, yeah. I, I was just sort of my my my. I guess my resignation at yeah, sure you you sure could just sort of like <laughs> flew set him for a loop. He's like, does not compute and left. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're, we're just going to be doing some good vibes because, you know, there's some good news. Uh, Kurt, Kurt has some good news. I have some good news. Uh, we, I think Pete, you have some good news. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know that anybody cares, but sure. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. like chock full of good news right now, man. Have you, have, are you ready to accept the Lord then Pete? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the last two minutes have been inspirational. Your bully story has touched me with the spirit. I have to say, I have to say, um, I was in a very Christian store earlier um, because I was on my lunch break and I was looking for cassette tapes, um, which we can talk about my cassette tape oh my thing God. later. You, you I don't think obs- the about man's this. become obsessed. <laughs> go but go ahead. In, I'm sorry. I was in I was in this like Christian thrift store, like a super ultra Christian thrift store. Um, I think it was called like the Ark, even, and it had very wow. you know like Christian imagery all over it. Uh, the woman inside was very nice, and they had uh, a a shocking array of um, you know popular uh, cassette based music for being a house of the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. It was definitely like some you know some some poison, some uh, <laughs> some twisted <laughs> sister in there. <laughs> I don't think that they were trying to make a statement exactly, but it is funny that by far the best selection of music that the, you know a good Christian would have considered uh, satanic was found so far in a, in a Christian. Yeah, star. yeah, you know. <laughs> have you have you received the good news of slippery when wet? Sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any Motley Crue? I didn't see any Motley Crue, neither there nor at um, the the endearing uh, goth rockabilly um, record store that was down the street, which also had a good selection. Hmm. What was its name? Because it needs to be called Gothabilly. Oh, uh, you're not far off. It's called, hold on, I want to get it right, because you're going to be really happy with what the name is. Oh, excellent. Uh, it is called... Creeperella's Posh Pit. Hell yeah. Holy yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that yes. is wondrous. Uh and it was it, it it was creepy and posh and I I was really I was really happy there. Um they didn't, you know, it was it's not a big store, but I hope that I can find reasons to return to it uh f- frequently cuz it was a good I I think they were playing like uh something off of like the first Misfits album, um, kind of, kind of the the only real album. But um, when I walked in, and then it went immediately from there to Craftwork, um, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is the store I should be in." So <laughs> that's awesome. She, she she sounds like she was like the secret sixth Spice Girl that got kicked <laughs> off before they actually Forbidden Spice. Nice. Mm, Forbidden spice. (laughs) 
Oh man. Yeah. So, so, uh, everyone out there, let me, let me just, you may, you may be wondering how we got here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to be doing anything specific. Like I said, just good vibes. Uh, ep- okay. Actually just good. Good vibes is a better title, but I, I did have a suggested title, which is we haven't done the reading. <laughs> that well, I mean, shh, hey, come on, man, you don't need, you don't need to reveal. It's, uh, the podcasting guild is like the magicians, you know. You can't show off secrets. Come on, man. We demand to be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm an, I am in fact an itinerant uh, podcaster. Uh, I. I I do haul my my mic everywhere I go. So yeah, you like uh, trundling from show to show, hauling your takes. <laughs> <laughs> Get your takes here, red hot takes. This is like the this is like the the fourth or fifth like medieval peasant podcasting joke that we've had in the last five or six weeks. Oh, uh, I, I you know what can I say, Kurt? Uh, I've 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 got loom on my mind. What can oh, I say? That, that's why. Yes, the, uh, yeah, that was that was one of the places that we made, we made that joke. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Apprentice mic pop filter. That's uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Like, I mean, we we talked a little bit about the Stokers. Uh, I have a recent sale. Uh, so I'm, yeah, man, I am fucking a pumped. man. Fucking congratulations, a, dude. dude. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so. So let me just say that Strange Horizons is. I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. It wasn't even like a white whale that I was chasing anymore. You know, like it's it's the whale you forgot. <laughs> I was like, gotcha. yeah. He's too far ahead. Fuck it. I'll, I'll go after the white one. It's it's the second one, um, and and like, I don't know, man. It, it's it's also like a, a super old magazine that's been around a while. It survived a lot of like, I believe it's still one of the first sort of one of the first online magazines that has also survived <laughs> this long. So uh, we'll have to see. You know how long how long they they keep on going right i but, didn't realize that they were that old i guess yeah, they're, I, I okay okay <laughs> this is gonna sound <laughs> uncharitable but i'm gonna say something very uncharitable to a lot of people by saying something nice to strange horizons um i'm surprised how good their website looks for how old of a magazine they are mm. is is now, now their website is 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 quite good, but I will say it is especially quite good compared to some other magazine websites. Oh, I, can name, I mean, so. just just factually, of the <laughs> online sci-fi magazines, they are the zaddy. Yes, I uh, honestly like. I, I just wanted to say zaddy. But. <laughs> what what exactly? Let, let me preface. Let, let me let me hold on. What is a zaddy? Well, you know, I, I I have been hanging out with people who are younger than me, which is which is everyone. And um, you're, I, I, you're doing so right now, or at least, <laughs> at least a little. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, no. Um, a, a, a zaddy is just like a, a a hot older man. Ah, okay. Like me, okay. Carlo. Like me. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Not to me, dude. 
Yeah, I think you're a Zun. <laughs> a Zun? <laughs> well, it, the, 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 the last Zun of C- Krypton. I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, it started September 2000. So it's been around a while, 23 yeah, years. I, I, again, like the, the fact that their website is like well-designed and usable just made me assume that they'd only been around for a couple of years. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, this must be a new magazine. <laughs> they, have, well, I, they haven't managed to fuck up their website yet. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, though, like if, if there was a, a, a sci-fi magazine out there whose we- website was hosted by Angel Fire, I'd be all over that shit. Like, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Geocities. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was Geocities, man. I, Seriously. I, I still think it is it's it's Geocities. I Geocities. believe it in my I'm heart. I'm sorry. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you're both saying something that is also another thing. I think uh, even even when I said it to you, uh, a I think this was in the battery episode, uh, Pete. You mm-hmm. repeated it back in a different pronunciation. <laughs> So Pete's like, I don't know which which pronunciation it is, but I know it's biography not picture. <laughs> For me, you pronounce biopic. And Pete, how do you pronounce it? I pronounce it biopic. Yes. I see. So so I mean <laughs> I, I I also have a prescription because I am biopic. <laughs> Well, and, and no, I want to say something. You, <laughs> I want to say something in your defense here, which is I am notoriously bad at pronouncing words because all of my words I get through reading. I mean, unless okay. they're about like pool or alcoholism, I, I have no outlet to get them. <laughs> Fair so, enough. You know what, Pete? Uh, we're not going to invite you to the Hugos to read any awards. And we'll keep oh. you out of trouble. Honestly, dude, I really want you to. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, well, I yeah. want to hear more about this sale, Carlo. Lest lest we lest we not you know actually talk through the I, significance. I mean, yeah, I'm, of I'm it. stepping I'm stepping on my own good vibes by yeah by yeah. No, right. Tell me your tell me your news. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop joking about websites. No, Please. no, it's it's all good, man. <laughs> this is all good vibes. Like you had a good vibe about. <laughs> Strange Horizons having a great design. <laughs> so let's do it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is, uh, I got to admit that this is a, this is a, a classic patented Carlo capital B bad capital T times type story. Um, so I, I knew it was, I was already sort of like swimming against the current, um, you know, sending it, sending it out to different markets. So, you know, I was expecting some, some rejections, but already it had started weighing on me mainly because it's a story that I am positive in my own mind. That is possibly the best thing I've written so far. Uh, I, I mean, also, nice. it, it sort of came straight out, directly extruded from brain onto page. Uh, over, I mean, th- that makes it sound like it was very quickly written. No, <laughs> it, it, it it sort of proceeded like the the drops of pitch that they have like a, a camera. <laughs> yes. On you know, just like mm, yes. drip. Uh, anyway, so uh, and, and it's sort of like a, it's inspired. I don't want to say it's a retelling of the juniper tree it's inspired by it in part because it it doesn't really follow the exact same paces of that fairy tale uh which is one of the 
I, I joke that it's one of the undisneyfiable uh, Grimm's fairy tales. <laughs> they will never touch that one. <laughs> uh, but but inspired mainly because it, it only took sort of a couple of things, and and I mean I, I also took uh, some inspiration from the re- a retelling that I read, uh, specifically. Um, Oh shit! I'm forgetting the name of the 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 book. It's just like a reference book that uh, they'd captured, sort of recorded, like the folk folk tales of the uh, Puerto Rican countryside ah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had they had made a juniper tree retelling, but without a juniper tree and with a uh, an ahi pepper plant, which is basically a ca- cayenne pepper. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, I, I, and so it. It uses that as a framework to then talk a little bit about like the, the someone who undergoes like the sterilization campaign in Puerto mm. Rico, and mm. Uh, <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear Sorry. you making a, gro- a, gro- I was, a groan over there. <laughs> I was trying to grab the vibes as they flew out the window. <laughs> With a big hang net. on to those vibes, buddy. No. <laughs> Hey, you wanted to know about the story. That that's the no, that's no, sort no. of like the meat of it. Uh, it no, no, honestly, I'll, it was me who made that bone. I'm sorry. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but so for anyone listening who has never tried to sell um, uh, a short story, uh, be it sci-fi or fantasy or indeed literary or otherwise, um, or horror, whatever, uh, it's a it's a fucking hard. So like. Uh, Carlo, that's fucking amazing. I'm so psyched. Like, honestly, honestly, f- finishing a story is already kind of mm-hmm. like a human miracle. Then managing to to turn it into money and get it, you know, published and get someone else to like it and like it mm-hmm. enough to be like, yes, put this in our magazine. It's a huge fucking thing. So congratulations, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It, it, I, it I'm, truly- I'm slapping you on the back with like a little squeeze. <laughs> through the engine so like like you probably can't feel it but i'm, I'm, uh, I'm okay. vibing it at you hey excellent excellent i i'm i'm toasting my rum at you dude it is <laughs> i mean for for me i i mean i obviously i i as a as a consumer i'm i'm a lot more focused on you getting the story done and what's it about and all of that but i i just by hanging out with you guys forever i know what a bitch it is to publish so i'm 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 proud of you on so many levels dude you deserve yeah. this Thanks, man. I mean, yeah. uh, like, I, I, if if this had not gone through, I had a couple of other contingencies, but then then it was just basically a mass <laughs> simultaneous submission to as many <laughs> literary markets I could find <laughs> at the same time. Yep, uh, and sort of give a. I, I mean, th- that's the thing, I, and and I think that that's another thing that. Um, that doesn't get talked about a lot, like perhaps going back to your, your point, Kurt is I am like, for me, at least I'm like super stubborn because I do believe, sorry, I do believe that my, my writing is very good and should be paid as much as possible (laughs) by, by someone else to me. Um, And so like, I, I I joke about like oh I was going to simultaneously submit it to like a hundred literary magazines, all of which generally don't pay anything. Yeah, you, oh you get paid yeah, exposure. Yeah, I I say you know I say like turn that into money, but <laughs> it's not that that part of the magic trick isn't uh, terribly impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep. 
but it's also really not the point or you know, yeah hopefully hopefully it isn't c- considering you know <laughs> considering how long it takes to sell a story it's certainly mm. not uh, a great way to try to actually make money which is why yeah it's great you know that that you were able to do something that you were psyched about personally and and it's through you know i'm psyched to read it yeah because oh. i i haven't read it yet which i'm actually excited because i will wait i will wait for it to come out very well then very well. No, right. you should send me an advanced copy. No, obviously I'm going to read it in Strange Horizons. It's going to be great. <laughs> which, which reminds me, and and uh, this is like, uh, I'm not trying to do this for any specific reason. I wasn't asked to do this, but I just noticed that they have, uh, they're running their fundraiser, and uh, like, if anyone's interested in Strange Horizons, go check out their I- Kickstarter. And if you want to, if if the good Lord moves you, so to speak, send them money. Pete, I think they got to him. I think think they got to Carlo. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Seems biased to me. Anyway. Well, I mean, go go ahead and plug uh, Blood Knife, Kurt. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I don't know what's happening to the folks at home. It's apparently it's becoming clear that Carlo has become a patsy (laughs) of big online magazine. (laughs) Carlo and uh, the uh, Strange, Strange Horizons Corp. Yeah, Carlo and uh, the Strange Horizons uh, mercenaries have announced that they are marching on the Podside Capitol. Uh, They've already seized um, the uh, Outline Culture War uh, series. No, no, uh, I'm sorry. They're going going for the relay. No, Kurt, they have not seized anything. (laughs) They've liberated. liberated. They've liberated, and we're all very happy here. We're we're greeting Um, them as liberators. In in fact, yes. Big smiles on our faces. (laughs) And if you hear any noises, uh, sharp staccato ones, it's because we're clapping so hard. Now, now, Carlo, actually, um, you and I uh, both, actually, technically, I believe. Uh, okay, have, uh, you need to stop. Out. Think of three more adjectives to add and then continue. All right. <laughs> uh, amazingly, fastidiously, superfluously. Um, <laughs> Pete, Pete, do you know that he edits as well as writes? <laughs> well, I'm an editor, not a talker. <laughs> oh, okay. um, suffice to say, uh, the point that I was going to make is, uh, C- Carlo, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken that you contributed something to uh, a certain a certain RPG. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, which, Burger Punk. Burger Punk, the RPG. Yes. Which I also have uh, a piece of short fiction in, or fl- flash fiction, I, I, I suppose, or micro fiction. I'm not even sure what the necessary... Uh, fla- uh, flash, yeah, be. flash. Flash is good. Yeah. I mean, you know, flash covers a lot of ground. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we both have we both have uh, a story in that, and I believe that the Kickstarter uh, delivered the digital copy um, either mm-hmm. today or yesterday. Yeah, so I technically, so, I, yes. we have stories out. The big surprise about this is that even I don't. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I, I also collaborated. <laughs> Boy, I you collaborated have to be a with real, Chewy. You, you'd have to be a oh, real God. idiot to not have a story in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Damn, but no, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, no um, like. <laughs> like honestly, if you put a gun to my head and said you need to write a story to contribute to war, you would have to kill me. I mean, so it's it's fine. I'm thrilled for you guys. It's excellent. Well, Pete, are you familiar with Burger Punk? Um, 
only through you talking in a Discord about it. Okay, uh, so, it's sort of like uh, corporate post-apocalyptic uh, fast food wars stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, less, less. it's less corporate. And oh, uh, well, well, Pete, you've you've read uh, Judge Dredd. Oh yes. Uh, so remember the remember the issue or sorry the prog uh, where they arrive at like a town that is ki- kind of like a in like a Yojimbo type uh, situation, but the two rival factions are like McDonald's and Burger King <laughs> mutants. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of along those lines. It's like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max, um, but everyone is like a melty, you know, wearing a big melty Burger King helmet or, you know, f- freaky Ronald McDonald face paint or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. It's cool. Um and it was very fun to write to write the write a short thing about it. Um, that that's actually my that is my first published uh, fiction, technically. Hell yeah, man! I will. Take All right, it. fuck yeah! I am psyched fuck about yeah. that. Yeah. So as long as we're talking about this stuff, Kurt, when's when's the next uh, uh, Blood Knife coming out? Because I, you know, I, I think we were we were due for one. Well, the next one will be in August. Um, that's when our uh, State of Cyberpunk, th- uh, third annual State of Cyberpunk issue um, will be out. But the last Blood Knife, thank you, Pete, for mentioning it, um, I am very excited to say uh, is out as of a couple days ago. Um, issue 14, our artificial intelligence issue. Um, it, it took a while to bring it to, to, together and get it in print. Um, or, or in uh, digital print, I guess, um, in part because like stuff with AI kept changing and we kept having to re-edit and like rewrite and extend articles. Um, the, and the, also- the, AI, the AIs kept on trying to submit to you. And <laughs> yeah. It was not good. Uh, thankfully, that has never to my knowledge happened um, thus far. Perhaps they are less, per, perhaps, um, you know, r- write about w- weird neon queer horror you know anti-fascist stuff is is less of a uh, plausible get rich quick scheme um but uh yeah no so so that's that's out as of a couple of days ago um and it was it was a lot of uh there was a lot of uh, sturm and drang um getting it together but um i'm really happy with how it turned out and i'm especially happy to have uh the assistance of um new newly minted blood knife managing editor uh, Trevor Drinkwater um, is, is no way that's editing cool. it with me. Yes. Um, Hell yeah. 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 And he was, he did a ton of heavy lifting um, and was uh, really doing some terrific editing. So sh- sh- shout out to him. But yeah, I am, I am so psyched um, to, to have a new issue out because, you know, um, I, so every year I get seasonal depression, but every year I think to myself, wow, I don't, I, I didn't get seasonal depression this year. And then <laughs> and then January through like April are just fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And and then I start feeling better and I'm like, "Oh, I had seasonal depression." <laughs> but I never I never I, every year I'm like, "Oh, I like I feel fine this year actually." Uh, and then and then I never actually do. So so it was a combination of uh tricky s- subject matter um, new editorial process, and also, frankly, I just got sad for a while. And you couldn't fucking get anything done, um, and now I feel great. And the magazine's out, and I'm like, I'm I'm riding high on the opposite uh, on the opposite pole right now. 
Um, so it's it's I'm I'm super fucking pleased. Hell yeah, man! I mean, it, it it like so far what I've seen looks great. So thank you. Also, uh, I love what what is the name of that that painting? The uh, the one with Plato? Is it Plato and Aristotle? Uh, I think it's the, the School of Athens. The School I believe. Of- Yes, but but in the style of robots. Uh, yes, <laughs> just beautiful artwork. I got it. Yes, by uh, Katarina Gabassi. Um, Gabassi, uh, who uh, Rolo is, Tomasi. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she did um, amazing, fucking awesome work um, on on that piece. Um, and I, as far as I can tell, is like an actual was like an actual physical painting. Um, hmm. As far as I can tell, because I think oh, that's. that's- that's the medium that she works in. Um, that's that's so awesome. Fucking terrific. And she does amazing artwork. So um, you should look her up uh, and uh, commission her because she's amazing. Um, she's done, I, I believe she's done some uh, Book of the New Sun um, artwork, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, sir, this is that sound you heard was me putting my monocle on. <laughs> and then, so, and, and then it, it flying off. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, I I actually have something. Yes, that's all right. Okay, so um, it's it's a little early because we just have a working title, and I think the working title is stupid. But um, the my my non compete agreement with with Podside has just expired. So um, I have been working on God something. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's it's called May December Bromance. And what it is, is it's um, sort of like a, an old, decrepit, balding financial teacher guy mm-hmm. who is um, working with um, a younger, cool, uh, award-winning pool player and tattoo artist. And the idea is we are um, uh, we're sharing media, and we're not just like the target is media we have in common and how it means different things to us. So we've got a couple in the can. Like we've done one about Stand by Me, where like we talk about it, we talk about the movie, and we examine it with critical lens. But the thing is, it meant something different Mm. to her than it meant something to me because we saw it at at different points on the timeline, and that's Mm. sort of the exploration. Is it's not not just let's look at the work like let's look at how the work is different for cool uh yeah that's really cool that sounds cool pete i have to i have to say that that sounds really cool i was i i i i was 50 50 on whether whether you were going to say that you were doing that 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 was the breakdown of the podcast the other 50 was it's going to be connor and I was, <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting for the shoe to drop, man. I was like, yeah. Uh, so there's this guy Connor, and we decided to start to start yeah, a podcast. I, I, was, I, I, was, I was just queuing up, like, oh, so you're getting back in the saddle with Connor, huh? Oh, that would be funny. And um. you could call it Podside Picnic, but the two P's <laughs> would be reversed. So like, no, you'd have the P from Picnic side. Oh yeah. Pudside side picnic, pad side pat panic, <laughs> pad side Sputnik. Yeah, 
Well, I uh, like the time I spent doing that with Connor was absolutely superb. But like, I think we kind of mined out the stuff we had to say about to each other about science fiction at some point. So like, uh, like would I work with him again? Hell yes. But we'd we'd have to figure out a gimmick, you know? Right. Because otherwise, I'd be like, we're reading Zelazny now, and he'd be like, Jesus Christ! You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only so many times I can say that he's a he's a, a consummate stylist, Pete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this is the twelfth twelfth episode about Celasty we've done, and I've said it's it like a, eleven times. I'm doing Podside Picnic, and Connor's doing Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know? Um, so so I actually I'm not entirely sure. I'd heard. Let's put it that way. Uh, that uh, Reitman knew how Murray worked and how he easily got bored with projects. Mm. Uh, and he filmed the scene structures were all filmed in sort of reverse chronological order. So the first scenes are at the end of the shoot where he's just like, he hates humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's lovely. That's I mean, if I, if that is true, I I I'd heard it. I don't know that I can corroborate it. I haven't looked it up. Really I it thought just, you were talking about story. Stand by Me initially, and I was losing my mind. I was like, is that, yeah. is fucking Bill Murray and Stand by Me. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he pulls a knife on a kid. Don't you remember, Kurt? <laughs> that's lovely. It's a Mandela effect version of the movie. He's like, wait, Bill Murray? I thought it was Kiefer Sutherland. No, that's what they want you to think, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that, that that actually sounds pretty cool. Like, like you're, you're actually um, dismantling the lawn that the kids are on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and like I, I'm, I'm frequently finding out that um, there's whole swaths of culture that I've ignored for years, and I don't like doing that. Like one of the things that's been wonderful for Podside, and honestly, Carlo, you did this for me. You started getting my exposure to manga and anime up, hmm. and like that's that was a gift. Like thank you, and like that sort of thing is I, I need that. You know, because otherwise I'm, I'm just a crotchety old guy who's obsessed with uh, with uh, books from like 1972 to 1989, and like that's not acceptable. <laughs> the the problem is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna name names here. But there are some people in the Podside Discord who who I love them to death. But let's just say their anime and manga tastes a little suspect. <laughs> not not to my taste. I will say well, I'm not going to name names. They know who I, they are. <laughs> I, I will admit they, they know I, what they did. <laughs> I do admire the discipline of a Volcel. Like it's not to be dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, I'm going to hell just for for recording this, aren't I? Um, <laughs> you you were going to hell long before. Shh, quiet, Pete. <laughs> Pete, Pete. I, I want to blame it on something else other than myself. Okay. Okay, I want to be sincere again, Pete. That that I, I I'm really psyched because I really 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 enjoyed all of those you and Connor episodes of early Podside. 
Um, I re-listened to actually I re-listened to uh the Neuromancer episode, which I think is the mm. first one, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um yeah, I, I re-listened to that uh like a month or two ago. Um and I you know, I rem- I, I don't know how I found Podside Picnic in the first place. I honestly cannot recall. I'm guessing it was through struggle session in in, in some way. It mu- it must have been. Sure. Um and uh I really love those episodes. I remember, you know, getting into the podcast and being really excited that there were so many and listening through that. And they were all, I, I, I enjoyed all of them. Um, so it's, it's funny to me to know it's, it's almost tragic that I am now on the podcast because like, I can't really <laughs> enjoy it in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Also well, because I've made it so back, much buddy. worse. And, and I mean, I think this is like, this is bittersweet, but like it, it, it definitely leans on the, the sweet, the the podcast has evolved like over time it's grown and made different choices. And like, uh, I, (laughs) it's made different choices. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think, I think it is like, I, I think at the very beginning, it was a combination of me going, wow, this is awesome. And Connor saying like, shut the fuck up. Let's talk about critical theory. And like. And like that's not what's going on at all now, and I think that's very good because like that that dynamic, I don't think it could sustain four years. Mm. Mm. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it is always weird when there's there's a few really big, really popular podcasts that like are that are just kind of like general hangout ones, like uh, my brother and brother and me. My brother, my brother and me is probably the the go-to example where they originally had like a concept and they may occasionally still do it. But like at a certain point they ran out of stuff for the concept and just kept doing a podcast. Like I'm pretty sure that that, that uh, my brother and brother, my brother, my brother and me uh, started out like making fun of like bad Kickstarters or something, something along those lines. Hmm. I didn't know that. Like your Kickstarter sucks. Yes, but uh, their podcast sucks. <laughs> ah. So it's a little bit different, you see. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So like, I agree with you, Pete. I think that that probably couldn't have continued for another, you know, three or four years. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you and Connor ever do a podcast together again, I will definitely be listening to it because you guys have a fun, you have a fun dynamic, you know. Yeah. And I yeah, don't I frankly agree. like either of you individually, but together, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I'll say I don't like you either, but I love you as a paying patron. So, <laughs> fair enough. Damn. Okay, these are just some good, good vibes, barbs here. Okay, oh, yeah. The, these are great vibes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just poisonous. But cheerful vibes. <laughs> you know, I, look, the NDA is expired. The non-compete yes. is expired. We are, we, we are, we are now enemies. It's like <laughs> I am free, you bastards. <laughs> Pre- prepare to be boarded. <laughs> it's it's the it's the Monty Python corporate pirates, except it's for podcasts. Um, so I guess it'd just be like two basements <laughs> trying to outmaneuver each other. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt, let me, let me, uh, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, what's upcoming, right? Cause I yes. think we have, we have like, uh, I'm going to say 
probably start reading Piranesi okay. like maybe at the end of next month. Or, that sounds right. Or, or, guys, I'm sorry, at the end of July, I should say. This is perfect because Chewie is scratching on the door and I'm concerned he's going to pee and I have nothing to contribute. He's like, I don't give a shit about this. Get the fuck well, out I here. just like, what can I say? Oh, things things I don't know anything about? Let me talk then. I so, know, Pete, no, you know Ch- exactly Chewie. as much as me because I... <laughs> It's all good. It, you know, uh, I I just uh, chose to believe that it was Chewy that didn't give a shit about whatever was being said. and But then again, <laughs> is, he, he, he does believe that anyway, but, right? But no, but no, let get, get your dog outside before he pees everywhere. And then we'll talk. <laughs> before, before, before we, but, we rename Pete to just pee. But, but Carlo, um, that sounds like great timing. I'm excited to read it. Um, and let me loop back to to say I I wasn't joking about knowing exactly as much as Pete. I have no, I I really have no fucking clue what Piranesi is about. Mm-hmm. Even though I I absolutely love um, Susanna Clark. I I, mm-hmm. I think she's like a fucking brilliant writer. Um, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell is like uh, one of my top five novels that I have read. A, amazing first novel, just a great writer. Just but yeah, I was so Fantastic. certain that I was going to read Piranesi that I just ignored everything about it. And I was like, when it's, when I'm ready to read it, I'm just going to pick it up and read it and, you know, sight unseen. I don't, I don't need or want to know anything about it. I'd like to literally just open the first page and have no fucking clue what's going to happen. So, yeah. Did, did you ever, um, did you ever manage to read, what is it? The, the ladies of grace. Do you, the, it was just like basically a collection of of it no. seemed to have been a collection of stories that like she didn't they didn't make it into Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah, I vaguely recall this and no, I I I haven't read it. One of the ones that I'm thinking of right now, uh I I, I actually I believe I read it way back uh when I guess when it came out in uh the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. Uh, and I was like, I was crying. It's such a funny story. It's called, uh, Jonathan, uh, or I'm sorry, John Usklask and the Cumbrian charcoal burner. Okay. And it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I would, if, if we can, I would love to, uh, do that before we, we, we started on Jonathan strange proper. I mainly yeah, because it's, it's fantastic. Man, that's a big fucking book. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> well, well, we'll have, you know what, Kurt? Uh, we'll have all of winter to <laughs> get through it. So. Well, I'm I'm not hosting this one, so I can I can I can fake it a little more easily. There was definitely one night where I was like, I haven't finished the reading. Can I fake my way through this episode? I was like, no, because I actually, well, there was one where I copped to it. I remember when I was like, look, guys, I I wasn't able to finish it. Can you can you step in and explain the plot when I forget what's happening? (laughs) I've read these books multiple times before. I just don't know exactly what what the order of events is. It it happens. It happens. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I I was going to say, I'm very excited um, to do the you know, Piranesi and Jonathan Strange and, and um, what's it called? Uh, and the adieu of something. ladies, ladies of grace. Adieu. adieu. Thank you. I'm, ex- I'm excited for all of it. Very psyched. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not sure that we need to go through the entire collection, although I've heard it's rather good. Um, and, and I mean, I guess if you, you 
just don't want Jonathan Strange mm-hmm. and Mr. Norrell to end. That's that's a good mm-hmm. uh, collection to pick up. That's uh, one of those books. You know, this is I, 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 I should save this, but I'll have forgotten it by the time that we actually get to Jonathan Strange <laughs> um, is that's one of those books where the ending just kind of like. As, as I recall, it just kind of like trails off in a very stately way. It kind of, you know, it resolves. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings, like not mm-hmm. not quite so protracted as I recall. But um, I seem to recall it kind of like, you know, wrapping things up in a leisurely way and continuing some stories and leaving some mysteries and then ending on like a very graceful um, note, which I I that's one of the two ways that I really appreciate ending a book. The the other way is just like the like smash cut to black, mm-hmm. uh, Neil Stevenson style, where he'll just be like, and then the last thing happened. Book done. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what what about like a king vibe? You blow up the whole fucking town. I have well. never read uh, anything but a Stephen King short story. I've never read any of his books. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Which which short story? Mm, I couldn't tell. Oh no! You know what? Um, I read. Uh, I read the Long Walk. Actually, yes. So I have okay. read that. Actually, I take it back. I don't remember the short story. I, I remember there was one that I specifically like looked up for to have an argument with someone about it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason to do anything, my yep. friend. You you needed to be right on the internet, and uh, thus, uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I I probably read a good portion of King when I was in like still a teenager, um, and and I think that the I I've sort of dropped off. Uh, I I think the last thing I read of his was uh, the the Dark Tower, um, in part because it was finally all out. And I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna just try to sprint through them and not wait any longer and just go. And uh, that, that was a mixed bag for me. I don't think, so, see, th- this is actually one of the barriers to my getting into Stephen King, I think, is is that like, there's very little, discu- for whatever reason, there's very little discussion of his older books in my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it does come up, you know, but it's, it, you. you're probably not going to see a, uh, you know, a Tommyknocker's hot take blowing up the timeline right you know yeah you'll see an it hot take because there's there's one particular passage that's easily cancelable right but beyond that well i mean i think it's also resurfaced in part because of the movies um which are rather recent you know but that that sort of ratcheted interest back towards the books mm -hmm. and i'm sorry oh uh, no but well the 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 point that i was building to is it's clear to me that king has calmed down you know, now that he's not, you know, a severe cocaine addict in, <laughs> you know, 1986. Um, and I feel like if I was going to get into him, I would want to go back to the old books, you know, mm-hmm. like like understand, you know, what 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 made him famous to begin with. Um, and like I said, nobody really talks about them very much, so I, it never occurs to me. And when he has a new thing out, I'm just like, I don't know. It it would it seems weird to me to start with you know a new Stephen King if you were going to get into Stephen King. So gotcha. I mean, um, I would I would say uh, Carrie is very good. Like Carrie, the book? like yeah, yeah. Neat. I mean, uh, you know, the the, the movie is pretty good too. <laughs> I yes, I I, I mean uh, the, the the De Palma one, I should say, not not. 
I, I'm not sure about any of the remakes. I never bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it also you just reminded me of the the thing that's going around now. It's like, oh, you're going to tell me, you know, it's a picture of Sissy Spacek is scary. Uh, you know, you know, Sissy Spacek. You know, in a picture. Oh, I saw this. And they're like, oh, you're going to tell me that, you know, someone that looks like this was bullied? And he's like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it has nothing to do with looks. Yeah, no, it literally does not oh. matter. It, it it literally does not matter in a lot of ways how you look. If you have, you know, if if, if you if, if you are selected as the bully target, you can't, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you have a nice nose and a nice, you know, a, a nicely sculpted jaw. <laughs> Guys, exactly. I am incredibly handsome, and I've been picked on my whole life. Oh, oh, <laughs> <how> so? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, uh, Pete. Actually, Pete, um, <clears throat> I do want to say I like your new, like, f- f- fully razored head. Oh, look. thank you. It's thank a good you. look. I like it. Yeah, I it's 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 become very clear that hair and me need to part ways. And so, uh, you know, I'm hey doing you. that. Fortunately, <laughs> I have a skull that that pulls that off. Not everybody does. OK, OK. I, did, did you I did you measure it before? Line. Did okay, you measure it before you got uh, before you razored uh, your head? I, I I did not. And uh, Kurt's about <laughs> to make fun of me and we need oh. we need to bow to that. Well, so you said it seems like it's time for me and my hair to part ways. And I was going to say, it seems like your hair feels the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Feelings mutual, buddy. (laughs) You're not wrong. I, I'm going to have to do something about my hair at some point in the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) A, a long timeline, but, (laughs) but so like it's my hairline is definitely receding back towards my temples. The, yeah. the the back and the front are fine, and my hairstyle is very much like is is very much dependent upon still having some hair at at my temples. So I'm eventually mm. going to have to change. How, are, are, how I wear so my hair. Are, what you, what you're saying is that you'll have like a little weird uh, reverse tonsure uh, right above? No, the it would it would kind of be like like a half mohawk almost because that's hmm. like that's basically what's what's happening is that my hairline is is very gradually receding into a mohawk like it's a wide mohawk but it is it is eventually something going Damn. to be <laughs> Kurt Kurt was Kurt Kurt had punk in his jeans what can I, I guess, say man, man. <laughs> this is going to just faded to be to have a mohawk uh yeah anyway yeah. I have um I have uh other good news, which is yes. my, oh. my cassette journey. Um, yes. I wanted to talk about <laughs> Go oh, for it. Please man. can we talk so, about this? I'm fascinated. So that sounds sarcastic. It's not. I'm genuinely interested in this. So okay. Um I I I am a habitual music fiddler, right? Like I'm always thinking about like what album like if i'm driving especially if there's other people around i'm always like what album am i gonna put on is there is there a song that i'm gonna have to skip because it's annoying you know like like well no i should find an album that's like good all the way through even if it's not quite as good as the other blah 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 you know i'm i'm very neurotic about it um and so i always have the temptation to fiddle with my fucking phone while i'm driving um and i definitely did it more than is 
prudent, you know? I never had any accidents because of it, but certainly it's not something that you should be doing. You shouldn't be fucking with your phone while you're driving. Um, and I was getting more and more frustrated with myself for it. I was like, I can't, like, I, but, like, my phone's right there. The music's playing. I would drive around, like, listening to podcasts. The podcast would end. That would I, then what would I do? And I would, I'd want to, I want to take out my phone, you know, and uh, fuck with it. Um, and then it occurred to me the other day that I had one cassette tape in my truck. Um, which has a working cassette player. And the cassette tape is uh, by a band called Ratfucker. Um, <laughs> and uh, it is the, it is or was possibly the the project of uh, the uh, the Tower Skin on, um, I believe his name is Alex, uh, on, on Twitter. Um, he had been on Turkle Session a couple of times. He's a cool guy, nice guy. Um, and uh, I had at some point bought a uh, cassette of his band from him. And so I listened to it. I was like, yeah, this feels good. And like the, the rest of the drive that day, I didn't touch my phone. I just sat there and I listened to the cassette end to end. You know, I didn't have any opinion on like, I'm going to fast forward through this song. Cause it gets a fucking pain in the ass to, to skip songs um, on a cassette deck. Uh, and so I just sat there and I listened to it and it turned over and it played side B and it turned back over and played side A um, and I immediately went, uh, f- fuck phone-based music, fuck Spotify in my car. I'm doing cassettes. Uh, and so I have been going around finding cassettes at thrift stores, at antique stores. At uh, I haven't gone to a yard sale yet, but it's in my future. And I also bought a couple of lots online where people were, you know, had like, you know, a pack of 30 condition not guaranteed and you pay you know like uh, fi- like a, you know like uh, 15 bucks for it or something um and so i now have a collection of cassette tapes uh, m- uh mostly like new wave and 70s and 80s hits um type stuff and then some like weirder like electronica and like punk and uh, soundtrack type stuff um and that's what i li- listen to now all the time in my truck and i'm constantly thinking o- about cassettes i am now a cassette tape guy <laughs> that, that it, I there's there's something really wonderful about like just picking a habit and running with it, man. It was great. It, it's 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 great how fast it came on. Yes, yeah. I definitely was like, is this my thing? And I was like, yeah, yeah. This is my thing now. This is this is one of my things. <laughs> you're, awesome. you're, take, you're, you're taking me back, man. I used to buy like the TDK 120 minute cassettes yeah, man. and then, like tape shit off the radio uh, i'd include like little snippets of uh of, like <laughs> i don't know like jokes or some shit you, that i that i thought was cool and then you record something else go ahead oh so, sorry do, do you, your your comment about recording off the radio do you remember getting like bootleg copies of songs online that would have like the radio cut in because they were recorded <laughs> off of some like off of like an fm station I totally remember that like back on Napster, for instance, you would totally get that anyway. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Like the TDK. I, I actually just bought a TDK uh, extended tape, extended play tape for 25 cents that I found at that weird Christian bookstore, um, <laughs> Amazing. which which I am going to fill with like modern, modern, but still cassette appropriate music. So like synth wave and vapor wave and stuff that's like, like modern, you know, synth pop type stuff, stuff that feels appropriate to have, have on a cassette. Cause like, I don't think that for, for instance, 
when modern pop stars who don't really have that kind of an aesthetic make a big deal about like, oh, we're releasing it on cassette, which there have been a few people um, who did that and have done like a vinyls re- uh, recently. I kind of roll my eyes at it because I think you have to you have to be aesthetically in sync with being on a cassette. Otherwise, it like it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I can see that. It would be like listening to KMFDM on eight track. <laughs> right, it cuts Which, out right in the middle of a, a an extended, uh, like an extended uh, sequence, and you have to turn <laughs> it over, <laughs> so you can listen to the rest of it. Uh, f- fantastic. Uh, Which you, actually, I'd like. I kind of like to try it now that now that you say it's a bad idea. Um, yeah, this go is, for it. <laughs> it, it. Do you do do either one of you remember having? Uh, oh shit, that was even like the 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 beginning of the dvd era do you remember like having two cassette like uh trying to think of like a a movie that had that came like in a two cassette box the good the bad and the ugly was on there two you cassettes, go. Yeah. if if not three um there there's a few uh a godfather is mm-hmm. another one a, a, a I, classic multi-cassette movie i had one of those laser disc players where the la- oh. the laser disc was the size of of a of a record dude those mm-hmm. are so fucking cool there there are some films um that like if if you go and you know find an fully legally authorized copy online mm-hmm. uh what you will get is the laser disc version because for whatever reason um it is the preferred version uh, hmm. I remember. Well, in, in particular, um, if you want the non-special edition Star Wars OT, oh god, um, you, you have to get the Laserdisc uh, version because that's the best fidelity that doesn't have the special edition stuff added to it. Did, did I, uh, Kurt? I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't told this to you because I, I think I was talking to somebody at. Uh, in fact, I was ta- talking to. Uh, Hazel Zorn over at, at mm-hmm. the Stokers. And um, I, I have a theory about the special editions uh, that they're, they're infused. I was telling her about this, that they're infused with divorced energy <laughs> because he wanted to undo all the editing that, that Marsha had done. <laughs> He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck that woman. I'm going to put the, the shots that I wanted originally because I can do it now. That's awesome. I did uh, like, I have to say, um, I don't mind the special editions all that much. Uh, there's some parts that are, you know, pretty shitty. Like, I think the whole the whole um, remastered Jabba in mm-hmm. uh, A New Hope is is looks pretty fucking bad. Well, and the, <laughs> the establishing shot and pan across the, the shithole that is uh, Mos Eisley just filled with, like, CGI that has not aged very well. And you're Dude, like, you know the one that that my mind goes to in that scene is uh, the Jawa that gets thrown off of mm-hmm. like the, the big, yeah the big the, the big yeah 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 yeah. I, goes, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have just had like a Jar Jar Binks like retconned into walking across the street or some shit. Jesus Christ, oh, Jesus man. Christ. Uh, Anyway, and not that like, and again, not that Jar Jar Binks is the the uh, problem with the prequels. It's just mm-hmm. simply like it, it, he is sort of like a bit of a cherry on top. Um, it's in my, not in my great. Estimation. Yeah, 
Well, I, 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 I'll, you know what? I'll say that I appreciated Jar Jar Binks when I watched uh, The Phantom Menace most recently because I watched it with my kids mm-hmm. and they were delighted by uh, Mr. Binks and his antics. His, his antics, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. W- weird, weird, and low weird a- alien uh, beasts of burden yeah. flatulating directly <laughs> into his face. Oh, uh, good Lord. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand why if I was a kid, I, that would be that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. It it is. I mean, it's still pretty hilarious. I, I I just I don't go to, I don't go to a Star Wars film for hilarity usually. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like, generally, it's like it might be like like a good single belly like a, <laughs> or you know like a wry grin. That's the kind of humor uh, that I am looking to get from a Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember being uh, like laughing and, and repeating the joke, you know, like, could someone get this walking carpet out of my way? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I found to be hilarious because I was seven. So, you know, <laughs> now, nowadays it's it's sensible chuckle territory and, and that's fine. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do I do appreciate those silly, silly types of jokes like that in, in the original trilogy, at least. Um but uh, oh, can ahead. I can I can I spin out a new theory that I am I'm developing uh, for you gentlemen, and I'm I, I want to hear your thoughts because it might be stupid, but mm-hmm. it might. I love that. No, go nuts. So, so the, the cassettes got me thinking <laughs> um, that uh, there's something important about tangible experiences. Um, even ones for things that we consider to be somewhat ephemeral, right? Like, like what, there shouldn't be a difference on an experience level between, you know, listening to a band you've never seen live on cassette and listening to a band you've never seen live on, say, Spotify. Um, but, but as I have been uh, as I have acquired albums on cassette that I would have list- that that I would previously have listened to on Spotify and and often did, um, I have I've started to like appreciate the album in a different way because it becomes like a tangible thing, like it is a thing that I can hold in my hand and put into do into a device and then physically manipulate to make sound come out of it. And even though it doesn't bring me closer to the band, I think the fact that it's a tangible experience. It adds to my experience of 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 you know just consuming it as media, and this got me thinking about cyberpunk. Because um, I have to say, when uh, Knife Fest and getting to meet you gentlemen in person and and all the other amazing people who came to that was a very singular experience for me, and I immediately went like, how like okay, this particular experience is maybe not feasible to to make happen f- frequently, but is there something a- akin to this, like this, that I can start doing more regularly? And I haven't really come up with anything in particular, um, but but p- part of it was that it was like a cyberpunk thing that existed, right? It was in the real world, like you could go to it and stand there, mm-hmm. um, and it made me start thinking that maybe cyberpunk 
um, maybe the role, I, I, I think that we have kind of assumed that as more and more of our world becomes online, becomes digital, becomes part of cyberspace, that the world is getting more cyberpunk because of it, right? That like in some way we are now edging closer to, you know, at least aspects of you know, cyberpunk or that, or, or that, you know, things that you do online are inherently at least a little bit cyberpunk. And the more I thought about it, the more it's made me think that maybe the tangible physical things in cyberpunk that have nothing to do with cyberspace are actually much more important in terms of the, the stuff that actually matters to us, like, and to our lives. And that maybe, I, I don't know, it's, I, I, I don't really have like a fully developed conclusion, but I feel like we've we've overlooked the the physical component of cyberspace in some way, and that we need I, I don't know it needs to be rediscovered or refound or or something. There's something missing. Well, I I think so. The as you were talking about that, Kurt, what I what I'm thinking about is um, I, I don't think it's stupid. I I do think that it's an interesting inversion. Of you know the the thing about how art um, having constraints in art uh, mm-hmm. can can pro- can provide or can produce interesting or you know it, it can still produce art uh, often interesting because or despite right. of the constraints. Flip it around. Do you think that your appreciation of something ephemeral like art is then constrained by oh, it being on an one hundred percent, one hundred percent? Yeah, you, dude, you are you are exactly correct. Uh, this so this is something I've been th- I, I thought about online cultures or online versions of of formerly physical cultures, like say like like the punk scene, right? Like mm-hmm. if you were going to go to a punk show, you would have to think about how am I going to dress, how am I going to act. Um, I want to be punk Kurt for the night, right? Like I'm going to a mm-hmm. punk show. I don't want to show up, you know, and all the other punks look at me weird. Like, who's this fucking asshole? Um, so like I would change how I acted. I would change how I dressed. And then when I got there, now I am being or I, I am embodying physically a different aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And if you remove that constraint, that, that if you make it that you can you can engage with punk rock or any any music or any sub subculture anywhere at any time it actually in a lot of ways has less impact on your life well than and, if and you I only think, went to something like once every couple of weeks or something I, I think that even even more fundamental than that like like let, let me let me let me address that real quick because um what you're what you're describing is currently online you can sort of approach it like it's a la carte yeah exactly yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. Can just, uh, I just want that, and you don't have to engage with like the the culture unless you absolutely right. want to, uh, and and often sometimes it's just inconvenient, right? Right. Yeah. yeah uh, and like- and so so that leads back to my original thing that fundamentally, like like this is such a silly. It sounds silly to me, right? But but if you have a cassette, think of how easy how difficult it is in comparison to say a track on Spotify or right. a podcast or what what you know whatever digital version of that is how much of an inconvenience it is to skip ahead if you right. don't like this mm-hmm. song do you do you then spend 30 to 45 seconds like going fast forward and then you miss the beginning of the next song that you actually do like and it's sort of like 
it sort of steps on your feeling of like anticipation. It's like, I wanted to listen to that song. So what, what it ends up doing is that that constraint, the fact that you cannot just skip and choose exactly where you want to be, you actually have to develop a certain level of patience. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it resists impulsive decisions. Because what, what I was going to say about the song that I would have wanted to skip on a cassette, I usually actually wind up liking it. Like I, mm -hmm. I or at least like, like, I, I'm not like, oh, this fucking song, when's it going to end? Like, it's it's occasionally that may happen. Um, but, but yeah, it's like one that's just fine, but it's not yeah. your favorite. Yeah, yeah. And and I get that impulse. <laughs> I want to skip this. And I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll enjoy it. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I what mean, this, uh, it, oh, go it's ahead, definitely Pete. my turn. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pete. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. You guys are just in a rhythm. And so I'm trying to jump in. Um, what this really makes me think of is uh, – like we all know that experience where everybody you know recommends a book or a movie and that uh, that makes you not want to have anything to do with the media. Like you, you start getting sort of the sullen resistance <laughs> yes. thing going yes. on. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the on, on some level, we resist the community we need. And so that when mm. we when we isolate ourselves, it's very easy for us to block ourselves off from the new things that might change the vibe we like. Uh, we start yes, filtering. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, whereas, like, if you're like, if you went through all the trouble to go to a place, and there's nothing but annoying people there, but there's one interesting person. You'll probably wind up, hopefully, finding the interesting person and talking to them the whole time because you made all the trouble to to go there. Whereas, you know, if you look at a tweet or something, or you join a Discord and it's like, eh, I don't know, whatever, you know. You, you know, you, this is literally happening to me right now because I'm in the middle of a town where I hate everybody. And <laughs> very recently, I met somebody incredibly cool. And it's been a life change. Well, life changing is strong. It's been a great event. Cool. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. And 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 yeah, if it's it's hard to, I don't know, it's it just it tangibility, physicality, being co-located with things or people or objects or ideas or art or anything is just. I I, I just think that we we thought it was a good thing that we didn't have to do that as much anymore, and I actually think it was a bad thing that we don't have to do that as much anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm not yeah. saying that there aren't significant downsides to ha you know having to go to places to participate in art or music or a culture or whatever um but i don't know there's something yeah there needs to be a it's balance between the two well and at at minimum people need to be aware of what they're losing yes yeah yeah exactly yeah. like like when i was you know when i was a hyper online teenager and i was i i was probably in the 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 top you know, thousandth percentile of, of uh, how online it was possible to be in like the late nineties, you know, like 1997, I was probably one of the most online people on the planet. And I would say I no longer <laughs> am, but both in the good and the bad sense uh, of online. But um, I considered myself a punk, you know, and like a metalhead, quote unquote around 1997. Um, and even though I spent a lot of time online Posting on, you know, like metal forums or reading metal forum posts or, you know, downloading, you know, MP3s of metal music or whatever. Um, I still made a huge point of going to shows because if I didn't go to the shows, I wasn't really I wasn't really involved. It there. I, I didn't think that online stuff could ever replace that tangible thing. And 
I think we've kind of started assuming that it it can or like if if it's a physical thing, people are like very grudging about it. like, oh, well, you know, it has to be done in person. Sorry, we have to do this in person. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. I think we should start saying you're welcome. We have to do this in print. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it develops co- a character, okay? It works. It, it does. It, 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 it does. All those movie dads were right. It really does develop character. Doing that, stuff that's, that's kind of annoying really thing, does yeah. develop character. That's the thing that you grit your teeth and you like grudgingly admit sometimes, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and and one other thing, and I I don't know if I mentioned this before to you, uh, Kurt, but uh, I I do want to uh, do a read of um, Watership Down. Ooh, I, mean, I would love that, to do that. Yeah, we could probably just do that like a a one or two episodes. It's it's not. I don't, I don't feel like it's a super difficult. Book I've to actually through. never I've I've never read that. Really interesting. I've seen I've seen, I've seen the film. The the seventies one with yeah, the uh, bright eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The horror It's a good film. It's, it's a fantastic great. book. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I yeah, yeah I, I'd be psyched to to, to read it. I, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't revisited uh, revisited it in I wanna say like probably seven to ten years. And and like as an adult, it was a completely different experience. Uh like I, as a kid, it was like you know, I, I, I was reading it like in middle school or whatever, you know, probably at the same during the same time period that I was telling people that, yeah, you, you probably could kick my ass um, probably because I was reading a book, a book about bunnies. Um, but but yeah, like I had like I was a kid, you know, I, I loved animals and, you know, like a, a book about bunnies. Yeah. Inject that straight <laughs> into my veins, you know, before I knew what that phrase was. Uh, I loved it. Uh, but but as an adult, it just it really sort of unfolded for me, uh, and and it's really sort of interesting. Anyway, uh, this is all to say, and not to hype it up too much, uh, but but it is to say that uh, I, I think that you may enjoy it, enjoy it, uh, Kurt, if you decide to join us. I I had uh, asked, I believe Hazel and Ashley to uh, join us for that one. No, nice. Yeah, so that's shout cool. out. That's cool, by the way, that you met Hazel because uh, she she contributed a really good uh, piece to the most recent issue of Blood Knife, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. we'll be unlocking in like a like a week or so, probably. Did, did, oh, oh, and and uh, let me just say that uh, I believe the second day at StokerCon, Hazel showed up in a speed suit of all things. Whoa, oh, that's, that's sick. cool. Amazing. <laughs> I, I you never forget her. your first speed suit. <laughs> tailored for what? What is it? Tailored for elegance and <laughs> and utility. Oh, uh, that's just great. Uh, we got a Venture yeah. Brothers movie coming out later this year, isn't it? Too? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be awesome, dude. Gotta get the gang back together, man. We, I mean, I, I got, I got to go back and rewatch to, to so I can watch the last two <laughs> seasons. God damn it! I'm pretty sure that. Um, Pete and I first connected over Venture Brothers, or at least that was the first podcast that we did together, which I think was the first like extended conversation that we that we had really. Because I don't think yeah. I, I think I only kind of knew you before uh, you came on. Um, Parents just don't understand to talk about uh, Venture Brothers and Johnny Quest and Super Science Kids and all that. All that. That was a lot of fun. That we was were a all lot of map. fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, we should do we should do some some like scientifical adventures 
like like one or two like early 20th century or like even like late 19th century like short stories about you know somebody who I don't know the the whole story is about a guy putting a flashlight on a bicycle and <laughs> and, and it being treated like like fucking Robert Heinlein shit. <laughs> okay, um, I have an add on to that. Have you ever read any Tom Strong? Uh, I think so. Is that the, the, the Alan Moore one? Right? Yeah, it's it's oh, Alan no. Moore. No, I've read I've read Tom Swift, but no, I've okay. never read any Tom Strong. No, uh, uh, Alan Moore's Tom Strong is his answer to that sort of science hero oh, from the twenties. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Hell yeah! Well, I mean, it, it is Moore. He he knows what he's doing. Uh, oh. I, I, I tend Worshiping to a think. snake god, or sorry, commune. I, I don't know if he worships the snake god. He certainly communes with the snake god. I'm not sure about the, well, the yeah, rest of the I'm, relationship. Yeah, worship seems like there's too much hierarchies. Yes, exactly. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I said that. I was being like, no, that, that doesn't sound right for Alan Moore. <laughs> he, he's on the snake god council at the yeah. very least. <laughs> the committee, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that that would be great. Like, honestly, that would be great uh, to do if we whenever we do like, let's not, not say if let's say whenever we do get around to Venture Brothers at some point soon ish question mark, mm-hmm. uh, maybe do some some algebraic uh, style adventures, you know, mm-hmm. Uh I, th- I don't. I, think, I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've I, vibed out. I think I could yeah. talk for like thirty minutes about Margaret St. Clair because that's the other thing that's been occupying <laughs> like my you know the other half of my mind. But since I know we're going to do at least one further uh, episode um, on on her, I'll, I'll save that for another time. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we, we, we finally got uh, uh, Stephen Mazur to read uh, The Shadow People. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was great. It was great reading. It's just like uh, I was literally like, you know, sicko. haha, Yes. <laughs> just honestly, like he was like, what a book. <laughs> That's five books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her, That's awesome. All I will say is I have read a lot of her short fiction in the last, in the last couple weeks. I'm sorry, I, sh- I should say I have read a lot of her short fiction, but I still haven't even really scratched the surface. Cause she, she published like 160, I think, or 150 uh, short stories. And I've read maybe like 15 or 16 of them so far, but uh, her short stories are really good. Um, she is a really good writer, even when she's not being like full on wacky. Like, and she has like some, she has, she has some much more conventional stories that are also just really good. Well, had had you ever read uh, the man who sold, sold rope to the Knolls? I have not, and I had not, and mm. I still I still haven't. Um, I it, don't think it's in any of the collections that I had because I, I bought like three or four different collections. It's it's in stories. the we it's in the weird uh, the the one that the Vandermeers uh, edited. Okay, okay, but uh, but the reason that I I didn't I didn't have uh, what do you call it I I I, I didn't make the connection. Because like I remember reading that story, uh, like probably when I was in grade school, and just being like creeped out by the knolls and just the the whole situation. She can write some real creepy shit. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I suppose we're we're sort of 
getting to the the, the vibes are, are receding. Uh, we're just I, being we're welling. Check, I have check a hunch. the messages, Carla. Yes, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I oh, damn it, you, you, you ruined it. I, 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 I was gonna say, I, I have this hunch, I have this hunch that one of our number. What were you someone holding? Someone in this were, room. There's someone in this room who has a message. A message you, for uh, yes. listeners. Do you have a do you have a thimble on your big toe now, Kurt? <laughs> what the fuck? Do, you know what? Tell me. Like, I know. Madness. Okay. Anyway, um, so my question for you guys is like we always talk about what our what our favorite book is or what our our most valuable book or whatever. Like of the books you own. What is like your barking dog weirdest what the fuck book? Hmm. Which side note is a contest I'm going to win, but that's okay. I mean, you you probably are because I'm trying. I'm like really struggling here, Pete. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> give you mine and we'll see where it goes. All right. So Go I own a book. By, called the Explorers Guild, written by a new up and coming author named Kevin Costner, yeah. <laughs> and That's it cool. is illustrated by my brother's best friend in elementary school. Oh, oh wow! Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Deeply random stuff, but it's sort of it's very much in in the the orbit of what we're talking about, like nineteen twenties boys adventure stories. So that yeah, that sounds cool, man. Can I can I tie a bow on what I was saying earlier by using a magazine as the weirdest book that I own? Yes, of course. So I own uh, a single issue of uh, a a gentleman's magazine um, called The Gent. Uh, <laughs> specifically, I own the February nineteen sixty one issue of the uh it's it's basically it's basically like a porno magazine um the, of the gent because i did in fact buy it for the articles it contains a uh a margaret st Clair short story uh called the fungus in the shower um and i purchased it off of ebay for like 10 bucks or something um mm-hmm. and uh it's an it's an Good condition. The the illustration that accompanies the fungus in the shower, the Margaret St. Clair short story, is fucking amazing. It is amazing the quality of illustrations in a porno back in 1961. <laughs> like it's it's astonishingly high quality illustrations. Like <laughs> and I looked up some of the illustrators and they were like they were able to hire like like big name like ad agency illustrators. Who were you know like taking a break from doing Coke ads, um, like illustrations for Coca Cola ads, um, to you know draw some tits for the 1961 issue of the Gent magazine? Basically. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I I hear the 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 blue magazines, the blue slicks uh, paid rather yeah, well. Yeah, I in in tracking down other stories of, of of hers that she published in other gentlemen's lads magazines um i have encountered <laughs> uh multiple harlan ellison stories um i think i encountered like a theodore sturgeon story there's there they were a thriving sci-fi and fantasy market um in the 60s and the early 70s cool yeah yeah oh my goodness so carlo what's the weirdest thing that you own Man, I, I don't have anything close Damn to it. 
I mean, a lot of the uh, that's the thing. Like I, 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 I've been mulling over like not not to not to belabor it, but mulling over your your whole thing about tangible, um, you know, sort of like objects, uh, including books, and uh, just reminding, just remembering, I should say that that I had a huge collection of like a bunch, like probably like five hundred books that I just. I just couldn't take with me when I left uh, Puerto Rico and, mm-hmm. and they, they've probably just, they're, they're have since dis- disintegrated or have stuff growing on them or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, in, in the climate sure. that Puerto Rico has. Yeah. They, there's, there's a whole jungle, you know, that springs out of a, uh, a book, I, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, I left a lot of those behind and, and, you know, was became an early adopter of like the Kindle mm-hmm. way back when, in part because it was like, hey, I can get my books on here, and now, it it's so ephemeral that I forget that I have books that I meant to read. <laughs> you know, it's just like I just buy it, and then it's like it, it just gets pushed down to the bottom of the the featured, you know, whatever's on your screen, so you forget. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the, the, I, yeah, that makes perfect. Yeah, absolutely, it does. the 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 point being that that also part of that is the fact that you don't really get a lot of like weird uh, thrift store finds. Yeah, in, on Kindle, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. that it's it's funny how much stuff there is that is just sitting out there, and it's just a weird fucking just a bizarre book. Actually, I bought a book today. In the thrift store, that's called like "How to Fix Things," and it's mm-hmm. literally just a big list of like hundreds of different types of household object and appliance, and it has like a couple paragraphs on each one saying like, "Here's how to fix it." You know, here's some <laughs> common things that can break about it. So you know, like like a dishwasher. Oh, you know, the most likely thing to break is usually this, and you can go to the hardware store and buy one of these from there, and it'll replace it. It's it's such a strange thing, and you would never find something like that on on Kindle. Nor would it ever get reprinted on, you know, like reprinted. So it's kind of out there uh, languishing. And by the way, I know that my newfound fascination with objects, people are going to joke about the fact that I I, I hate objects. Typically, I do still hate objects. I do not want to accumulate more objects except for cassette tapes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, like, honestly, I want to buy as much as possible. And I want all of that stuff as well as my friends buried with me in a large structure <laughs> oh you go you go in the uh the, the pharaoh route okay i, I am i am pete, pete, congratulations let's, let's talk you're, sarcophagi you, pete let's uh <laughs> let, let's you guys are gonna to, be my shakti <laughs> yeah. oh. let's get down to um I, well, you know, no, it wouldn't be no, brass no. tax i guess I, I guess it would be iron tax <laughs> possibly yeah yeah, Pete. Now, now all your 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 uh, entreaties to be like, hey, you want to go uh, stay at this place together? Is like now I'm I'm getting a little wary, Pete. Sorry, yeah, it's very spacious. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it holds it holds temperature very well. No problem with rain. Really nice coverage. Little tricky to get into and out of. Yeah, that that's the thing. New Orleans is probably safe, man. I, I'm not building my mega structure in New Orleans. Like, who would see it be covered in fungus in half an hour? Well, what's I mean, the- you know, it, it, you could you just contract the Ocean Gate guys, and it'll be fine. Oh, yes, you say exactly. that, man. You say that, but um, you could have uh, 
purchased in uh, in Putnam County, Georgia, you could have purchased um, a a lightly used uh, pyramid uh, from the <laughs> the Tama Ray uh, compound of uh, the New Albion Nation. Are you familiar with this, Pete? No, this yeah. sounds insane. I, I, I have a vague memory of this, but it's, please go on. It's a it's like an esoteric black nationalist um, cult uh, called the Nuwabian Nation um, that uses like Egyptian iconography and structures, and they they bought this compound um, in Putnam County, Georgia, and they they built uh, like a pyramid there you know it wasn't like a full size you know like pyramid of giza size pyramid but it was it was a pretty fucking big big pyramid um and you know everyone except uh, like most people obviously did not get to live in the pyramid in fact i think i think that the pyramid actually had like a retail uh like like, like a small mall inside of it basically um <laughs> unfortunately it was seized by the federal government um and uh, demolished um after what widespread and horrific abuses um, of ex- exactly what you would imagine of like a a weird nationalist cult, but well, you you say, can't have people like sharpening their razors for free. That's bullshit. That's right. Like not that's not right. everybody. That's right. Not everyone gets a pyramid. You can't have you can't have have, have everybody just uh f- you know finding the North Star. Uh, yeah, m- merely by standing in the right good place. Yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> look, look. Big um, astronomy and big razor won't stand for it. <laughs> look, uh, you know, pyramid power is just fine, just as long as it's not in the hands of certain people. You know, and yes. You know, uh, <laughs> and that's Sorry, why the I- federal government wanted to. You know, you Kurt, you say that they demolished it. But how do you know that they just didn't just confiscate That's it? That's right. Or for, yeah, to to get their own pyramid power. Or they just turned it upside down like a neon Genesis Evangelion. It just like went down into the earth, but but you know, facing <laughs> the other way. I, I was going to make some kind of a joke about uh the the Kopesh industrial complex, but it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. You know, what yeah. it makes me think of like have do you, have you ever been to Lake Havasu in Arizona? No. Oh, uh the uh, London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Those silly bastards bought the London Bridge, brought it to yeah, Arizona. Stone by stone. It's a yeah. major plot yeah. point in the movie Falling Down. What? Yes, I don't remember that. I'm not. I'm not calling you a liar, my friend. The, I just don't remember that. In fact, it's why it's called Falling Down. Um. So, oh. um, what's his name? Uh, who who plays the cop? Um, Kirk Douglas. It's a uh, no, 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 the Duvall cop. Ro- yes, thank you. Yes. So Robert Duvall has like a weird histrionic wife, and if you recall, he has to call her multiple times throughout the day to like calm her down. Um, not not the most flattering portrayal of of you know a female character, I, I will say. But I you know I I think I think they were trying to to do something and so, suffice to say he has to call her all the time to, to like uh, calm her down and um, one of the things he does is he reminds her that they are going to move to Lake Havasu where they have the London Bridge um, and uh, he then sings to her London Bridge is falling down falling down it's you know to, to calm her down that's why the movie is called falling down I yeah, no, I I, I guess didn't I remember that, that at all. It's because of Lake Havasu, Pete. No. <laughs> uh, so, and I got to tell you, don't don't go. 
<laughs> Somebody's got to get in touch with Robert Duvall immediately. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a bad idea. She's going to get there and divorce him because there are too many black flies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah. I, I, uh, Kurt, I think we're, we're probably 30 years too late for that one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. <laughs> Um, yeah. So what do you think? Can we stretch this out for another 25 minutes, guys? Nah. We probably nah. could, but let's not. <laughs> we probably could, but probably not. Uh, I, I will say that um, your 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 point about the London Bridge, it, it, it reminded me of a question that I had, which is, if you transported a haunted house brick by brick to a new location, would it still be haunted? So, so like the the, the I think it would be extreme. I, I think it would be even more haunted, and you would be, be haunted. Those ghosts, those ghosts would be so pissed. the haunted house of Theseus. Yes, <laughs> Pete. I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Is uh, oh, is is that what you were? Is that the dude? I I fucking love that. By the way, um, is that what I was uh, stepping on, or was it something else entirely? No, that's all I had. Like okay. I, I just I made that statement and shut the hell up. Well, but. I'm sorry for not only stepping on it, but like dragging it back out and stepping on it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we're at the end. Nobody's listening, yeah. man. Party. You, you can, I did say that I made dance, this podcast worse on by it. being on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Kurt, that, that you know, from, from one guy who made it worse to another. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is this is very much like uh, the podcast of Theseus, isn't it? The podcast of this? Theseus. Yeah, I mean, or or just the the the, the band members of uh, of Hawk Moon. Hawk, or, no, I'm sorry, Hawk Wind. Hawk Wind. Jesus Christ, Hawk Moon is in fact the Elric character. <laughs> God damn it! Madness. All right. I knew he was gonna. I, I knew he was gonna fuck it up. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, if Can we no, don't leave, we never will, guys. The yeah. the, the vibes have gone rancid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> Save yourselves. All right. Uh, but thanks for listening. If you still are listening, thanks for listening in, and uh, we all thank you. Catch you next time here on Podside.